is Ronaldo. Oh, my goodness. You don't save those. Out of this world. Messi. 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 Landon Donovan, there are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey's denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through! Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. From the international stage to right here at home, this is FUVFC, talking all things soccer on WFUV Sports. Hello there. General Kenobi. Welcome everyone to another episode of FUVFC on a very special day. It is May 4th, also known as, anyone else want to jump in? Sure, May the 4th day. Well, I I thought it was Star Wars Day. It's May the 4th be with you. It's Star Wars Day. It is Star Wars Day, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm Michael Hernandez alongside me, Gino Alva and Nick Guzman. Gino, I'll start with you. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's been a couple of crazy days in Europe so far, talking all things prem, so I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting time in the world of soccer. It looks like City have sort of taken control of that Premier League race, as is destiny, as happens every season. But there's a lot of other interesting stuff going on. Champions League semifinals coming up. Mm-hmm. Heated relegation battle in the Prem. Some big clubs, some historic clubs with the ch- potential to go down. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, you are talking about teams as a, like West Ham, Leicester, Leeds, right? Newcastle. Or, no, um, Everton. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm talking about Everton. And, and Chelsea a little bit. Not quite yet there. Not quite there yet. But you you lo- are almost keep, getting if there. They keep losing every week. Who knows? Um, but um, actually, when did we, we record last week's episode? Was we, it before? We, we or? The, oh, it was before. We yeah, record the yeah, day yeah, yeah. of, like two hours <clears throat> yeah. before. Apologies. Yeah. So obviously, we're gonna start off with the big game because I do remember now we did record before the game because we couldn't find the time. Uh, City against Arsenal tipped as ever. You know, this was the title deciding game, and um, of course, you know, City did what City does, and they uh, and they beat Arsenal at the Etihad, at the Etihad. By score four to one, Gina. I'm going to go to you first. Reactions? Any prediction? Yeah, I mean, obviously we saw the form of Arsenal these past couple of games before this big game, and you know, I didn't expect City to score four goals like that easily. But just looking from the from the first half and the second half, I think Arsenal were just like not a great team. They just didn't perform really well. Gabriel and Ben White just did not perform well. It was just a like a masterclass performance of. Manchester City they were really dominant throughout the whole entire 90 minutes you just talk about Holland how forced he is um De Bruyne I just you guys saw those two goals from De Bruyne it was just easy it was too easy for them it's 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 basic Kevin De Bruyne goals and I don't know if it's safe to say Arsenal bottled the league just because everybody is just you know but they kind of did you know we can't say it yet but it's not the Arsenal we saw throughout the whole entire season for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the Arsenal we saw maybe like last season or two seasons ago. And just I think City are in a good position right now. But yeah, first reaction was just like this is not the Arsenal we've seen throughout the whole entire season. And they definitely were not working as a team. They got a lucky goal for sure. I think what we saw in that game is that there are levels to the Premier League. And Manchester City are a level above everyone. And... Arsenal have had such a good season, and they've taken great strides under Mikel Arteta. People like Martinelli have have, have gotten a lot better. You know, Bukayo Saka, Zinchenko's had a good year, Jesus up top. These are players who who have kind of come into their own under Mikel Arteta. But there's just a gulf in quality when you look at that Man City team. And what Pep Guardiola has done with it is just incredible, you know. You think about previous seasons when they won the title, it would be Jao Cancelo at left back. Now, you know, Jao Cancelo's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, City don't really have a left back. So, either they play a back four and have a Kanji or somebody play left back, or they'll do that inverted setup with Stones in the midfield and the three center backs. So, it's, it's incredible that Pep can, you know, he has the players at his disposal, but to be able to play 
you know, these si- different system that maybe they haven't played in the past with the, you know, stones in the midfield and just have that still be super effective is incredible. And then the other thing by Man City is that when players like Mares, who scored that hat trick in the FA Cup, and, and then he scored, I believe, yesterday as well against against West Ham, um, or he was, you know, he had an assist yesterday against West Ham, mm-hmm. but he got the start. He hadn't been starting for a while, and that's because you know someone like Jack Grealish, who's who was really non-existent in his first few years at City, has come into his own and started playing really well and started getting goals and assists, and that's the luxury that that Pep has with this City team that you don't necessarily have at Arsenal. At Arsenal, if Martinelli or Saka aren't producing. Arsenal aren't scoring goals. Mm-hmm. For City, if Jack Grealish and Bernardo Silva aren't producing, okay, so you turn to Riyad Mahrez and Phil Foden. Like, that's... You're missing someone else as well. Who? Holland. Oh, I'm, I was talking about yeah. wingers. But, yeah, so that's kind of the, the, the gulf in quality. And then we that was just on full display. And the, the world-class nature of Kevin De Bruyne, who's been so good for so many years, was just on... It was just on center stage, and City showed why they're the champions. They're going to be the champions again. Yeah, so obviously with that win, uh, they were able to close the gap. And now, as of uh, May 4th at 12.31, Man City do lead the Prem by a point. They have one game in hand against Arsenal, so it is 79, Man City, Arsenal 78. Um, So I'm going to ask you, Gino, now that City have the lead, do you see any possibility of them dropping points in the in their final five games and with that in mind, i'm going to tell you what their final five games are um their final games are against leeds uh on saturday everton chelsea brighton and then brentford do you see them dropping any points maybe giving arsenal a slim chance or do you think it's over they've won three in a row they play leeds everton who's in a relegation zone they play a, uh, a non-good chelsea right now brighton and then brentford i think city have an easy schedule on the way. Plus, they have two Champions League matches in between uh, Leeds and Everton and then uh, a Real Madrid match before Chelsea, which is second leg. So I think they're definitely not dropping points in the form Holland's in right now and how the team is playing. I think baseball Knicks said, you know, Mara's played in the FA Cup in the FA Cup semifinal and he scored a hat trick and he was and he subbed against Arsenal. That just shows you the masterclass that Pep Guardiola does. He can have players who play really well in one game and then sub him in the next and find other players to mm-hmm. find the win. Um, for Arsenal's schedule... Yeah, I was about to say, um, yeah, they go against Newcastle on Sunday, then Brighton the week after, then Nottingham Forest, and then Wolves. So so they only have four games left. Definitely the Newcastle game is a game where like they're going to have to play really well. I'm rooting it's, for them on that gonna one. It's going to be a way. That was the game last year that knocked them out of top right. four. Was so, it was, yeah, yeah. Newcastle at, but that was at same so Is now, this one at same it, it, it is at same okay. Yeah. So, and Newcastle flying right now. Brian could be a tough match, too. It could easily maybe be an equalizer. Nottingham and then Wolves. I mean, they have four games left. They're going to have to play their whole lives into this. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, City controls their destiny, and we'll have to wait and see right now. It's just I think City are definitely going to win all these games that are coming up. Yeah, and you look at that City schedule. I mean, you could make the argument that a team like Leeds or Everton are going to be playing for their lives and that and and you know, maybe they have they have a lot to play for, so that could be something that hurts City, but I'm not worried about it. Leeds are not good at all. And they've got Big Sam coming in to try to take the. Did Rams you see what he said by the way? Relatives. He said he's probably one of the best like Yeah, like like not even Pep Klopp or Ted out. I was like, that is bold. It's the legacy of Sam. At he, least. Yeah. I mean, he's known for keeping teams up, but this would be. I don't think he's ever been in a situation where he's had to keep a team up with. He's come in with four games left to Only try to keep him. a team up. I mean, one one thing to note about Leeds, uh, they are seventeenth, so just one place above. They are level on points with the eighteenth team, Nottingham Forest, but they just have a better goal differential of eight. So Leeds, so uh, I mean, g- uh, going off of that, Leeds' final four games are against Man City, as we said uh, this weekend. Then Newcastle, West Ham, and then Tottenham. What do you rate that schedule? I mean, obviously, you know, I, I would say, obviously, the City and Newcastle, those are going to be tough. West Ham, they're in that battle. And then Tottenham, I mean, it, it's Tottenham. So If we're talking relegation, I'm just looking based from 14th place and below because it's very a tight spot right I think there. you should look up to 12th just for fun. From 12th? Yeah. <sighs> just for, just fun. for fun. I really, yeah. I, don't, it's not, I don't think Chelsea. All are. I'm saying is those 10 points that Tuchel got at the start of the season, 
before Chelsea fired him. Though th- those so could have been those could have been the points that saved Chelsea from going to the championship. I think last year Everton was also in a relegation battle. They were. Frank Lampard got Super them out, Frank. which was probably insane. How like you know a year later he's now with Chelsea and uh, again these yeah. last couple of matches. Southampton's been poor this year. It's crazy. I, I was telling Nick crazy to think like they were fifth place maybe like in 2016. Southampton, Southampton, yeah. sixth place. Yeah, mm-hmm. those early, those early, early when they had yeah. Fonte and all those players, and they had Sadio Mane, Sadio Mane, Van Dyke was mm-hmm. there. They, mm-hmm. they were fifth. Um, Everton are just, you know, I think they might get relegated this year. I think this might be the year. They were, they played poorly last year. And they played poorly this year too. Nottingham Forest with the addition of, you know, Jesse Lingard and uh, I think it was Dean Henderson who played there too this season. Goalkeeper, yeah, goalkeeper. So it's just he's on loan though. That's not a full. No, but yeah, it's, it's a just loan, like yeah. an addition and leads, you know. The whole USA takeover, uh, not going well right now. So it's definitely a tough relegation battle. Uh, Leicester's just a shock to me. Just to think they won the Prem like a couple years and ago. And the FA Cup two years ago. They, they, they were in a European semifinal last year. I mean, it was a conference league, but still, they were in a semifinal. Yeah. And to fall uh, down there, to... I don't have any predictions of relegation, but definitely I was about to ask you when that, we're yeah. getting towards, I think, maybe the third or second week before the end of the season... I can definitely have some predictions there. We probably might see Southampton relegated already. Well, I mean, there's only four games left, so I might as well push you for one now. If you had to say three teams that are going I would, down. I would say Southampton, Everton, and maybe, maybe Leeds, because Nottingham, Ooh. I think, had a pretty good run these couple of weeks. But that's just me. I think if you look at who's in this relegation fight, it's either it's like it's either historic teams with a lot of history or it's teams that – have been around in the Prem for a while and have really had a positive impact on this league. So next year, the Prem's going to look different if the if yeah. a certain batch of teams get relegated. I think Southampton are, are gone, um, which is sad. I enjoyed watching them with Mane and Dusan Tadic and right. Jose Fonte and Ryan Bertrand at left back. They had a good they had good <laughs> they had good teams in, in in those eras, but you know the last. Five years or so have been have been subpar. They finished lo- lower and lower in the table. It seems every year, and now this this is just going to be the final straw, and they'll find themselves back in the championship. Everton, I don't understand how you go through what you went through last year and then not re up in the right way. I get they've mismanaged funds and mismanaged transfers and all that, and I've also read stuff that if Everton go down, it could potentially be a a Sunderland situation where where the money's just not there. And a double relegation wouldn't be like out of the really. Where just I mean they'd get relegated to the championship and the next year relegated to League One. Everton like, like going Sunder- down there. Oh, it's no. very funny how like, like if Sunderland they, did if they were to be relegated that a whole new stadium that they're planning to move on. Yeah, it's, they're well, planning. A brand it's almost new done. Fifty thousand seat stadium so, on the water. If you get relegated to the championship, they're not your revenue money. source. That is would out. be a tragedy. So, um, so that's a real possibility. And you look at a team like Leeds who. Will blame, or this is a little bit of American bias showing. Go for it. Blame Jesse Marsh oh. for struggles, and now it's Javi Gracia. Um, before that, it was Bielsa who couldn't adapt to the Prem. Maybe it's the fact that you have a championship level, a mid mid table championship level defense. That's the reason why you guys concede so many goals. Mm-hmm. Like Luke Ayling, not a good player. He's not a good player. Stroke or Pascal Stroke, not a good player. Cooper, Liam Cooper, not good. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they gave up the most amount of goals ever in a month in April. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but I know that I think it was. I know for a fact it was over 20. But if you take a look at Leeds' results in the month of April, I mean, they were. It was horrible. You lose 4-1 to Arsenal. Uh, you do beat Nottingham Forest, but you do concede a goal there. You you drop five to Palace. Six against Liverpool, two against Fulham, four against Bournemouth, and then you draw against Leicester. So a lot of goals conceded. That's I'm, I'm trying to do some math right here. That's four, ten, sixteen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-three goals That's conceded in the goals month in of one April. Calendar month. Twenty-three. You're getting close to a goal a day. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That um, it's not good for Leeds. I I think I, I'm I, I I hate to pick them to go down because I love. Tyler Adams, he's injured, and that's a big part of why they're in this fight right now. Is he's injured, and he's and Leeds fans have been raving about him all year long about how good he's been, and 
his injury really leaves a big gap in the midfield that Weston McKenney has not really been able to fill. He's not I been I forgot great. he was there. I'm not going to Now he's lie. there. Brendan Aronson's been really disappointing. He just kind of looks like he's just getting he gets bodied off the ball a lot and it's not good looks. So, I would not I don't want Leeds to be relegated, but the defense, you know, you think about a team that's fighting against relegation, the first thing is you got to shore up the the back line. And Leeds just can't do that. And I don't know. That's if, why they've brought Big Sam in. But Big Sam does not have the tools to do that. He's <laughs> he's working with mid-table championship defenders who have somehow swindled their way into the Premier League. He'll find a way. So I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna. I'll give you predictions, Michael. I'm gonna go Southampton to go down because I think they're down already. Yeah. Well, no, actually, uh, hold on, 34. No, no, they are still technically within distance. But to me, they're down already. Oh, I yeah, yeah, because no, Because their final four matches are against Nottingham Forest, so that's a literal relegation six-pointer. Uh, Fulham, Brighton, and then Liverpool. So Yeah, I yeah, think Southampton's it's, it's down. Not good. I'm going to go Southampton, Nottingham Forest, and Leeds. You're saying and Everton Everton stays are up. just going to escape. Uh, uh, what did you say? Gino? I said I think Everton get a win against Bournemouth that last that last game of the season. I said is, so, wait, hold on. Is that at Goodison or is that at, at Goodison? They've got Ooh. Brighton away. Every team's playing Brighton in the relegation scrap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brighton away. Uh, Man City, City home. Yeah. That's yeah. a loss. Uh, Wolves away. And then Wolves Bournemouth away. They could pull something out of the hat, and then uh, and they're going to get a win home to 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 stay up. So I think Leeds, Nottingham Forest, Southampton, those are my three. What did you say? You said Southampton. Well, this is before I like the matches and the schedule of the other teams. Oh, so now you want to change it after you but heard no, no, no. expert analysis? I said Southampton, okay. Everton, and Leeds are going to get relegated. What did you say? And he's, He said Everton's going to barely escape. Yeah. I I think, after listening to both of you make solid uh, arguments, I think it's going to be Southampton just because, it, it, as Nick said, I mean, four games left, you are six points from safety. From safety, you need uh, math dictates you need to win at least two of those. Uh, you, you need to win two of those games. Your goal difference, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's not looking good for Southampton. Um, I want to touch base on Leeds United though. I'm just <coughs> looking at their managerial changes four in the season. It's Jesse the manager, your players aren't good. Jesse, How is it four? Well, hold on. Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh. Uh, Michael. He, he started this year, right? He started this year until the sixth of February. Then it's yeah. Michael uh, Skubala. We see the interim or caretaker between six twenty one February. Okay, yeah. Javi Garcia from twenty first February to and then Big May Sam. 3rd and then Big Sam, and they're seventeenth in the league. Fun fact, er- I think I said this and, last time. Eric Ten Hag is like the eleventh longest reigning manager. This is the same is season insane. where Leeds peaked at Anfield when they scored two goals and won the game and saved Jesse Marsh's job. That was Van Dyke's first ever. I would loss say they the peaked Premier. earlier than that when they beat Chelsea three 0 at home like two weeks ago. But like going that a, wasn't no, no, but like going to that, like going peak, to Anfield and just winning that way, it was just Yeah. Yeah. I think it, that it, was, it was the last game. But that's of the hard game to believe. Well. That was that was it's the same season with all these managerial changes. This has been a who would have thought that Big Sam would be in this team? Who thought that yeah, I mean yeah. So Southampton, Nottingham Forest, I just think it's a promotion team. They're going to go back down. Spe- speaking about promotion, like Burnley and Sheffield Sh- United, shout out to Vincent Company are promoted. He's and playing Burn. It's no longer uh, Sean Dyche ball. It is now. It's Vince. They're playing Vincent beautiful company ball. Company ball. Uh, Sheffield United is also getting promoted. They celebrated with a mini trophy, um, and then, um, well, I'm not going to go into the championship, but I do hope that Millwall does make it through, just because I don't know. I, I want Lewin Town. I, I want to see West Ham Millwall in the Prem. I will say, as someone I who West Ham. I, I want to see West Ham against Millwall. I've that said it before. Is crazy. I've said it, it before, and I'll say it again. Doesn't happen enough. As someone who went abroad to London, in case you guys didn't know, for I did the go seventh there. time. No, seventh time today. Um, I did go to a Millwall match. Okay. That stadium is is an interesting stadium. Like the, the fans there are very. The Lewintown Stadium makes me laugh, and like I just want. I've never s- been to that one. I just want to see you have like, to, like walk through people's like house. There's like, like a trampoline to get to the away. There's like a trampoline, Jesus. like a garden. I just want to see like I don't know, like Trent just walking past it, <laughs> something like that. I mean, Trent that probably someone's be... living room to get to the dressing room. Yeah. yeah like... Well, I mean, I mean, you may not see Liverpool, but you may see Everton do that if if Luton don't get promoted. Uh, so I think it's going to be Southampton, Nottingham Forest, and Everton. Everton, just because as a Liverpool fan, I would find that hilarious. They could very well go down. They're that, not good. I just, I exactly. just, no, it's they're just not good. Yeah. The money they used these past couple years, mm-hmm. they finished. Above relegation zone, barely, and they're, and they're using the money for a new stadium for no reason yeah. because I think Goodison Park is a historic G- stadium. Goodison Park is an well, okay, I can't say an amazing stadium, but it actually, no, I, I, I will say, as the game I went to last year was th- them against Newcastle, that was a, a, a relegation six pointer, 
and that may have been one of the best atmospheres I've ever been at. What I'm trying, yeah. What I'm trying to say is that if last year they were supposed to be relegated, this is the year where they're supposed to be relegated. Yeah. And if they somehow escape from it, the next year, then going it's down. always next year they're going down with the new stadium. Yeah. So. Um. However, there is one team I feel like we haven't talked, uh, spoken about in the relegation battle, and that's Chelsea. They are oh 12, 39 points. I, we agreed not to talk about Chelsea. I never agreed to that. Okay. I never. <laughs> you guys may have agreed to that, but I didn't. Um, Chelsea are, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, they are winless under winless. Super... <laughs> yeah. I believe, are, are we... No, po- under Super Frank Lampard. Yes. Un- yes. Under Frank Lampard. And I wanted to finish that. just the point if against you, Liverpool. If you look at Frank's... Uh, but that wasn't even under Lampard. That was under the... Uh, I forget his name already. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because... because who? I mean, they've been through four manager changes as well. Scared Potter? No, 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 no. So it was Tuchel? it was Tuchel. Then they fired him. They brought in Potter. Potter got fired. And then for the game against Liverpool, Ryan Mason. it was no, it was no, that, that's what, Tottenham. Why I say Ryan what, do you, Mason. what do you want about? Sorry, sorry. That sorry. um, it was like the interim coach. I think it was like his. It was Potter's second in command. You're right. I forget his name. We literally haven't won a game. Someone look it up, please. Even I, Thomas Aiello, our producer, can please look it up for me. I'm just just um, just look at Frank's managerial record. Yeah. He hasn't won a game, I think, since like he no, he hasn't won a game in Chelsea. No, he's won one game and then the rest of his games were like maybe a couple ties and losses. I have the name. It was Bruno Saltor. Or I may be I may be messing up the last name, but it was Bruno. He was the interim manager from the second of April to the sixth of April. He lasted four days just for the game against Liverpool. So yeah, so that's the last time that, that Chelsea have gotten a point from the Prem, but under super Frank Lampard. Uh, the results have not been uh, good. Yeah, we lose every week. Yeah, it's against Wolves you lost, against Brighton you lost, against Brentford, and uh, two days ago, right? Yeah, uh, it, it was two days ago. Um, it was Arsenal who beat uh, Chelsea three one, and as Aiello told me, uh, they la- Chelsea is zero and six with Lampard in the Prem. Uh, so it's it's not looking good. Um, since you are our resident yeah. fan, I'll ask you. Your, your final games are against Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, Man City, United, and Newcastle. Do you think you, you'll have just enough to stay up? I think we have just enough to stay up. I, I think we maybe only win two of those games or Wh- one of which those two? games. Nottingham Forest and maybe Bournemouth. Not the two I wanted to hear. I, I want you to win United and Newcastle, and I'll get into that That's once you're done. That's not going to happen. But I think... We've learned a little bit over this Frank Lampard stretch. Uh, number one, Frank's not a good manager. Never has been. Never <laughs> will be. He's not cut out for the job. Fantastic player. Smart player. One of the best English midfielders of all time. Everybody knows how good of a player he was. Sometimes it just does not translate to management. I think this is one of those cases. A Gary Neville type type. A, Steven, type uh, a Stevie G type case as well. Well, Stevie, Stevie G, G won... With Rangers, one with Rangers. Oh yeah, hold on. I was thinking in a, about in a time, time in Villa. My bad. In a time yeah, of yeah. Celtic dominance, he mm-hmm, delivered yeah. the. I completely forgot. So about that that. <laughs> that's that alone is more than Lampard's ever done in his managerial career. Lampard's, I mean, his highest peak is getting top four with Chelsea when they had a transfer ban, which was like kind of cool. But like, who who like he did give a lot of opportunities to you know young players, and now they're and now they're not. None of them are that good. Tammy Abraham, Roma. <laughs> he hasn't had, he hasn't had that good of a season. Mason Mount, I don't think he's as good as people thought he was going to be. Billy Gilmore, now he's in Brighton. Christian Pulisic yeah. is up in the air. Christian Pulisic, the LeBron James of yeah. soccer guys. Come on. So you, so it was, yeah, he gave a lot of young players chances, but maybe only say Tamori's been really good for AC Milan. Yeah. that's one, and he's not even on Chelsea anymore. So my just the only thing I want to say about Chelsea is that this is just I, this sucks. This is this is the <laughs> I I hate this. Every every that week we me. lose. Every week and every week it doesn't get better. And the players that we've brought in, I get that they're playing under Super Frankie Lampard, but like they've played under so many coaches. They've played under so many coaches. It's hard to put stock into who's really good and who's not. But like, you look at the eleven, you look at the names in the eleven. Like it should be better than what we're getting. I mean, I get like Aubameyang's past it, and Thiago Silva is still serviceable, but past his prime. Same with Raheem Sterling, but. You know, guys like Enzo Fernandez and, and, and Mudrick, I'm just waiting for them to really stamp their, you know, just announce their arrival at Chelsea, do something, have a really, really good game, and, and show why we spent a crazy amount of money for you guys. It's it's just been depressing, and this squad needs to be overhauled in the summer with, 
you know, so, it's not it can't be because we just brought in so many players. But I mean, I'm looking at people like I do want to say uh, about um, I'm gonna butcher his name, uh, the player that you mentioned from Shakhtar Donetsk. Mudrik. Thank Mudrik. you. Um, I think we should. I think there's a new nickname for him, and Gino knows this nickname. It's 007. I I didn't know that he was in that. Oh, well, it's more than technically he's at twelve, so it's double o twelve. Twelve uh twelve appearances in the Premier League, base, zero goals, b- base zero one, assists. Oh. Base one Nick said. How much I, money was he worth? I don't even know. He's probably in it was a lot was a lot of money. But like other big teams 60, were in sixty two million pounds. Sixty two million pounds. Arsenal were gonna get Arsenal were gonna get him. They booed him at uh at the Emirates. It was like, at the Emirates, right? The game on Tuesday? Yeah, like yeah, these, was, yeah, these yeah. players have been sought after by like different clubs. I don't understand. Enzo why Fernandez. These are, these are good yeah. players. These are world yeah. class players. Just there's no management on how this team well, is going to. It perform. seems like signs are pointing towards. I, I just want to say I, I, I want to go back to the um uh, to the coaches. Angola Conte has had a pretty poor season. He's yeah. he's been injury prone. But for his first four games in the Prem this year, all of them were under different managers. Yeah. That's that's it's too insane that to is, think about it. I just love that fact because well, it's it is insane. I mean, we've t- we've talked about Chelsea and like their squad and the transfer window. It's just you know it's, they've spent a lot of money this year. It's up to the players at this it, point because like they did every obviously there was a lot of players that are injured and they brought in players to replace you know Conte like midfield wise. It's just I don't I just don't know why they're not performing. They brought in Sterling. Re- remember Zakaria? He's on loan to Chelsea. I I completely forgot he They have Connor Gallagher, too. They have, like, a decent midfielder. I'm going to read you all of the transfers that have happened going in. Oh, God. Like, this is a lot. Uh, So, uh, Sterling from City. uh, Kuibali from Napoli. uh, Kukurea from Brighton. Fafana from Leicester. Aubameyang from Barcelona. Those were the major ones in the summer. In the winter, they got Fafana... Uh, Michaela, uh, Madrid, Enzo Fernandez. Um, they got Zakaria in loan. Joao Felix in loan. I mean, how, how much money is this? It, it's it's a lot of money. I mean, it is. I it, it's it's insane. Just just to sum up the prem right now. Um, I feel Nick's pain about Chelsea season because last season Manchester United went through the same thing. I mean, we were losing every week, but but like it was bad. It was though. bad. No, 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 no. Bad. I will say bad. under Ali, the rain was like he's had a couple of seasons of your pain, not to the extent we've of had like the managerial. No, but you've never been twelfth. Never been twelfth. You've no. been you've been. But out of I Champions would also League. like to point out, even people were giving like you know crap about Man U last season, how they were six. Like there's other teams like that are below sixth place right now, and you know they're just giving them a pass. Yeah. But with that. Man U and Chelsea definitely had some bad seasons in this past couple of years, but Chelsea won the Champions League two years ago with a great, great manager. And they, they were in and two cup with finals this new, last year. And with this new ownership with this Dodgers guy. Todd Bowley. I just don't know what happened. He publicly stated, oh, yeah, we're going to win against Real Madrid 3-0. <laughs> I sent you that. Yeah, yeah. And then that is, the opposite it's, happened. It's Frank, not, super is, Frank came in. Chelsea's not – it's not the Dodgers. It's not baseball. You can't just – you you can't just buy the best player. And yeah, buy everybody. It's not the way it works, and I'm I miss I I miss happiness. We're just gonna need a new managerial change, and maybe if Pochettino comes into this Chelsea team, things can quickly change. We saw what he did with Spurs. He got to a Champions League final. I don't know how he lost it. He got to it. He got he to lost it. it. He got to it. it. He who who did he lose to? Who did he lose to? I think the semifinal lose to, to Liverpool. Thank you. Which I would consider that final to be. It was boring. It was oh, probably the, the most worst boring final, final I've ever seen in my time. And one thing, Jamie Carragher also said that 2005 Liverpool team was probably the worst Liverpool team to ever win the Champions 2005? League. 2005? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. they weren't good. They weren't good. They just got lucky, and because it was Anfield. But apart from that. Doesn't matter how you start, only matters how you finish. Apart from that, just to summarize this Chelsea season, it's just, it wasn't their season. It's Clearly. It's just, you know, hopefully they get a good manager next year and they can probably mm-hmm. get these players working. Mm-hmm. Now, b- uh, before we move on, I want to talk about one other team in the Prem. I think you know what I'm what I'm going to talk about. Liverpool. They've they've been on a bit of a a bit of a hot streak. They've won five in yes. a row. I mean, the, the fact that I'm celebrating five wins in a row is truly uh, showing how far we've fallen from last year. I mean, I can't even say we've fallen that far because take a look at Chelsea. Um, but I I want I want to ask you, Gino. Uh, as of right now, Liverpool are fifth. Correct. They are four. Eight. They are four points behind Man United. But United have two games in hand. Correct. Uh, one of them is today against Brighton. 
Always uh, Brian for some reason. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like Nick said, just Brighton is really, really important right now. And then uh, Newcastle is a further two points ahead of United, but they only have one game in hand against Liverpool. Obviously, we a couple of weeks ago we were talking about you know Liverpool are out of the top four. Do you think, looking at the table now, do you think that there's a chance, or do you think there's no chance of Liverpool making? There's it? always a chance. There's always a chance in in. I guess what I want to ask is, do you think, do I think Newcastle or United will drop points? Ha- like drop points? Because if you take a look at Newcastle's schedule, Newcastle goes against Arsenal. That could be a game where they drop points. They go against Brighton. I think that's that's fair. Maybe they could drop points. And then their final game is against Chelsea. I'm I really think, praying. They I drop think points. I think Man U and Newcastle Newcastle aren't dropping points. Uh, based on how Man U's playing so far, even with all these injuries, I think they, they're capable enough to win against Brian. They did so in the semifinal. It went to penalties, but they won it. Um, they go against West Ham, then they go against Wolves, Bournemouth, Chelsea, and then 10 the season off Fulham. Yeah. Um, I think Man U are going to get it. I think they're going to get top four. Obviously, you know, they won the League Cup. They got eliminated in the Europa League. Uh they're in the FA Cup you, you final. FA Cup. The only thing preventing Man City from getting a treble. Correct. Uh, I think they have a pretty flexible schedule. They do have some tough matches, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they'll get there. Uh, Liverpool, though, uh, what was the matches they have left remaining? Who? Are they Who? Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool have, I believe, four matches remaining. Yeah, and... Brentford, Leicester, Aston Villa, and Southampton. Yeah. So you got two teams that are uh, fighting, fighting releg- survive- relegation, relegation yeah. survival, too. And three, no, and two and of them are home. Aston Villa lost to Man U last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, anything's possible, but, you know, we'll just have to see how Liverpool performs. Liverpool are playing well at the right time. The, this reminds me of the 2020-2021 season. Yes. Where Trent's having a good couple of games. That was the season Allison had that header against West Brom. West Brom and yes. can you tell me who was the coach at that time for West Brom? Was oh, it Big Sam? I believe it was Big Sam. That's why I Big Sam's yeah. always Sam just makes the rounds. It's Big Sam and Brian that are just table. appearing Who? everywhere. Brian, I mean, yeah, Brian's oh, like appearing oh, everywhere. Oh, sorry, I, I thought you meant a coach, Brian. No, sorry, uh, Brian. sorry. Seems like every team that has someone to play for plays Brian. Brighton down the stretch. Yeah, like, but Brighton have had a good season too. I think Liverpool. I this season just seems so Bizarre. long, yeah. and like. I think the World Cup break has something that has a it lot definitely to do does. With there that. was a month of just a month no of international club football, football where like Messi got crowned the greatest player of all time mm-hmm. and won the World Cup, and then we just went back to the prem. <laughs> it, Odd, it's right? just been. I'd feel like some some of these narratives surrounding like Liverpool and Chelsea and even like Arsenal is stuff from like September that, that I'm like no way that's from this season, but no, it is from this season. Remember, uh, going back to what you said, like remember this was the season. Tuchel and Conte had a had, had a, a bit of a squabble, and then both mess, of them are not even man. They're not even. They're not even they're fired. They're fired. And then Messi won the World Cup, and now we're in this little era. We're where about to get to that, yeah. What's happening in the Prem with Arsenal and yeah. City, and it's just, it just doesn't make no sense. This season has been bizarre. It's that's it's, what happens when you host the World Cup in the non-normal window. Well, now we know. Now we know. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know that it just makes the season feel super long. Yeah. But in terms of like, I, I've stopped watching because I'm just so burned out. In terms of top four. Yeah, United have the the two games in hand mm-hmm. against Liverpool, and they're up by four points. So it would it would be quite the effort for Liverpool if they want to break into that those Champions League spots. I think it's possible. I think if anything, maybe Newcastle because they go against anything. Anything's Arsenal. Possible. Anything's possible. They, they they go against Arsenal and Brighton, and I, guess I would Chelsea. say Newcastle are favored against Arsenal at home. Newcastle, St James's Park. St James's Park is hard to play, Very and Newcastle play. have been playing so well recently. That's three wins uh, in a row. I just, I just they wanna... bash Tottenham. They bash Everton. They bash Southampton. Okay, bashing Tottenham's not that hard. I don't. To me, like for, I, for fifteen minutes, Liverpool five, did that. Going up five nil in twenty minutes. Liverpool did that in fifteen minutes. Only three goals, and then collapsed. In the I will say, half. I feel like I'm cursed because every time I turn on the Liverpool game, the I, opposing I just, team scores. I just want to like say something. Like yeah. I don't find the Emirates like intimidating or hostile. No, great stadium I, though. But great no. stadium, but like I just don't find it like like you know. Oh God, no, it, no, like, no. Like compared to an Anfield, compared to a Stamford Bridge. Stafford Bridge is not that hostile. It's pretty. It'll, if you look at the two thousands, like it's very hostile to play it. It wasn't what last um, year it wasn't. I just never found the Emirates like very scary. Obviously, no. Highbury was a scary place to play mm-hmm. at. Goodison Park. 
just a historic stadium. It, it, it is a good. Stadium, but yeah. St. James's Park in the '90s, early 2000s, even now, it's just Alan Shear. Yeah, yeah, Alan Shear, and my boy Nobby, he's a Peruvian who played there in the '90s. It's intimidating play to play there in St. James's Park. So mm-hmm. I think Newcastle do have an edge against Arsenal, and Arsenal aren't performing really well. They won against. Uh, Chelsea, right? On Tuesday, yeah. On Tuesday. Then again, everyone beats Chelsea these cool. days, except for Liverpool, cool. apparently. Just soccer, soccer didn't really play well against City. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's enough Prem talk. Um, we okay. actually stayed on this topic a little bit longer than I, I think any of us expected, but we're going to quickly move on to the next one. Um, Messi. What on earth is going on at PSG? I think we've known since the start, since he joined PSG, this was going to happen eventually. Yeah, but, but like to... like. So in case you don't know, he's been suspended for the next two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, apparently because of an unauthorized trip to Saudi Arabia. Doesn't it doesn't? I don't think he cares, man. Like oh, I don't no. think he cares. This yeah. is Lionel Messi. Like no, no, no. no. His <laughs> since since he was a kid, his mission was not to win Champions League, not to win leagues, was to win the World Cup with Argentina, and that's what he did. And he did in the most stylish way possible, in mm-hmm. the most entertaining way possible. And I don't think he cares. He left Barcelona because of the problems. He wanted to stay. Obviously, the president at the time just, you know, it, it was a bad place in the behind the scenes in Barcelona at the time. So he went to PSG. But uh, I just don't understand. You know, he could have gone to Manchester City. He could have gone to. That would have been horrible. He could have gone to Manchester City. And I thought it was a perfect place for him to him play. Him and Pep, yeah. Him and Pep and City because obviously his connections with Aguero and he would always he was always found of Manchester City, but he went to PSG to win the Champions League. And obviously look what happened. The first two seasons knocked out. Collapse. Just doesn't happen. They bottled some games in the Ligue Mm-hmm. They lost Messi uh, in the first season last week against didn't Lorient, played yeah. really well. This season he's been he's been improving, but he's just not the same player he was in Barcelona. He doesn't adapt to these new teams. And uh what can I say? I mean, he's suspended for two weeks just because, you know, and, the and team is performing well. They're winning the league, obviously, no matter they're, what. But well, their there's main, only five, but it's only a five-point lead. Only a five-point lead. PSG's main mission is to win the Champions League, and they can't do <laughs> they it. They don't really act like it's They just can't issue. do it. Yeah. And they one, bring in yeah. superstar players, and it goes back. They don't have. They bring in a lot of world-class it no, players. It, it has no history. They, but you can't just play those players and not expect to, you know, win the Champions League. I mean, Pochettino said himself, like, he was trying to put, you know, Messi in sub because maybe a player wasn't working, Neymar and Mbappe up front. But, you know, the president didn't want Messi to be subbed off. Honestly, you want to know what this PSG situation is, is uh, English, reminding me of Chelsea, but Chelsea's just on a way bigger scale of just they're trying to just get, like, the best players and then on the field have fun. Uh, well, that's also an example. Yeah. You can't have a lot of players and, you know, just put them out there and play. They're not playing street football. They're playing professional football. Exactly. Yeah, I. Messi doesn't ca- care anymore, no. and he could retire right now. It, It'd be a sad day, sa- but he could retire right now and just be happy. It says a lot about the nature of of PSG and that team that like they're still in a Ligue 1 title race, and like your star players going to Saudi Arabia for whatever reason, like you're in it. They're still in a title race. They need to win that title. But five it tells points you, ahead of Marseille. How serious they take Ligue and it's like their focus is on the Champions League. If they never play like that's their focus, Messi is a, he's got a super casual fifteen goals, fifteen assists in the league, even without caring. He's still quality, but you know at this point, like you said, Gino, Messi's goal was to win the World Cup, and he's done that, and now he just seems like he's at PSG for just just. He's just, just for, there. he's just getting paid. He's just getting paid. Exactly. What yeah. more does he want? He, like, even if he gets more Ballon d'Ors, he's getting more awards. I think he his could main, win His year, main yeah. vision was to win the World Cup, and, and that's done. Yeah. He can retire now, or he can go to Miami and play for the MLS. If he, he, he wants he to play. He may go to Saudi Arabia, apparently. Or he can go to Saudi 400 Arabia. 400 million Which makes a year. Ronaldo, I guess, look a little bit more better because he went to Saudi Arabia. 400 million a year, that's their reporting. But, but I'm just looking at this team, yeah. this Paris team. Neymar, Messi, Mbappe. Three star players. Mbappe might go to Madrid because he said he doesn't want to play for PSG anymore. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't understand his relationship with PSG. He said last year he was going to leave, and then he signed a new contract. Now he wants to leave again. Yeah, Messi is suspended. He's probably going to leave the team. He not, is, uh, according to Fabrizio Romano. He's not, he's not gonna, he's gonna, he's he, going to. He's probably going to retire, go to Argentina, or play in Saudi Arabia, or go to America. Whatever. He he could if they somehow or get their stuff under Barcelona. control. 
Barca. And Neymar, just, I don't know what to say about Neymar. He's just not the player he was in Barcelona. He went to Paris to become the best player, and he, he can't do it. He's injured right now. And Mbappe's on his way. The fans, I think, if you guys saw videos, fans went to like his house and said, get Neymar, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They criticized, they protested about Messi to leave too. It's just That's insane. It's PSG is a broken club right now. It is. But Messi's situation, we're just going to have to wait and see what he's, what's he's going to do. Is mm-hmm. he going to leave to Saudi Arabia? He goes to America or he retires. And I think the best option for him is to retire because he's won everything he could. In, I, I know. I want him in MLS. Imagine having NYCFC or, or New York Red Bulls hosting, say he goes to Inter-Miami. As a as people as who now. are part of or as of next season, no, as of you know people who are part of the radio who have credentials. Well, you're telling obvi- me you wouldn't want to see. Come well, on. it's obviously that'd an, be so. It's good. obviously another Dave and Beckham situation. I would go with my, I would I would 100. percent Okay, you know actually, I'm going to ask you. So, so you're a Red Bulls fan. Imagine it's only NYCFC that, that that they play. Would you be like, hey, can I get on that, or would you like, nah, that's NYCFC. I don't want to report that. You're talking about. Probably the greatest yeah. player I know. Well, on the planet. A, here's here's the thing, I've seen Messi play, um, twenty sixteen Copa America final, where they lost against Chile. Where was oh that was in, that was in uh, MetLife. MetLife. Ah, nice. Yeah. I think the biggest perk of Red Bulls media is that you were sitting, essentially pitch side, like you're right there on the fifty yard line. Mm-hmm. If they played the Red Bulls, fifty and, yard. Oh yeah. Or the, the, yeah. Or the 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 mid what wrong halfway football. line. Yeah. Wrong 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 football. Yeah, come but. On. That, to be able to see Messi from that level would be insane. I would still go for the NYCFC one, just off the off I chance think, that he's, yeah. he's in the press conference and you can interview him. I think when when you see... If you have access to the locker rooms. I yeah. think when you see Messi play in a stadium or like Ronaldo play in a stadium, it's a different feeling because like you're watching... I've seen, yeah. I, I've only seen Ronaldo play once. <laughs> Ironically, it was at Yankee Stadium against Milan. Oh, the friendly. Yeah, the yeah, friendly. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the only time I saw him. But I've never saw Messi play ever, but... If he comes to, to MLS, it's definitely another David Beckham uh, impact. Mm-hmm. I think more Americans are going to tune into the MLS just because Messi's playing. And the, yeah, and the rights a, for In those, a New York yeah. perspective, two teams against Inter-Miami I think will be great. But uh, I think he might go to Saudi for some reason because I don't know what Ronaldo. Money. I, I know they can money. They pay him a whole lot more. But they can yeah, pay him here too. Here. It's just, uh, not, not can you much. pay him $400 million a year? No. Hey, man, it's David Beckham. I mean, I don't know about that much about the MLS, the financial fair play. I mean, there's a salary cap in MLS, yeah. like, like there is in the NHL or the NBA. They have so. like this thing called like, like isn't DC. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah what's you, that? You have a designated player slot where you, I think you have two or three, and those are like for your really, really good players. You can pay them more. Um, How much can you pay them? Four hundred. No, like now? most DPs are on like max five mil. <laughs> oh God, Matt. From, I mean, from, maybe the highest paid is like ten mil in MLS. From from what I know is that, if, um, but the Red Bulls designated players are on like a mil. Oh, so Jesus. yeah, average <laughs> MLS salary is like money, big two, money players. Grand. Let's go. Um, so the he, the appeal for coming here would be beyond his salary. It'd be like just uh, he has yeah. it'd be fun. It'd be America. fun. It'd be fun. It'd be, but it'd we be can't f- pay him what the salary's gonna be. If he wants money, he's gonna go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, enough about that. We're gonna move on to our final segment because um, next week. The Champions League is back for the semifinals, the and Champions boy, League. oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm being shitty, uh, Gina. Uh, we have two amazing semifinal clashes. Uh, the first one is on Tuesday with Real Madrid going off against Man City in a direct repeat of last year's semifinal, and then the next one is on Wednesday. It's a it's a Milan derby, Inter Milan versus AC Milan. Uh, that. The first leg is on Wednesday, May 10th, and then the week after, it's inverted. So Milan, the Milan Derby is then on Tuesday, and then the Madrid City game is on Wednesday. Uh, Gino, I'm going to go to you. Which one of these two is the most mouthwatering tie, if you had to pick if you, if, if you had to pick one of these two? It's very hard to say. I think based from last year where we saw what Madrid and City did, I don't think it can... Uh, I don't think I can top it. Yeah. can top it. But the Italian football is it's back and i love it and seeing the derby being the semifinal especially with the san siro closing i think that's probably this is last year yeah the best match and the best like to see so far same stadium same team same city just two different games two different games sorry uh i think yeah the milan inter one's gonna be a fun one to watch but obviously the real madrid city one is the war 
we're going to see who's going to make it on top. Yeah, these two ties are both mouthwatering for di- for different reasons. You know, Real Madrid against City is two, you know, real European heavyweights. City trying to get over that hump mm-hmm. to win their first Champions League. Uh, Real Madrid are the the establishment. They the win, Kings. The Kings. They win. They. So they, once raised. You know, they know better what it takes to win this competition better than anybody. They're the, the defending champs. And then if you go over to the – and we saw last year with the, semi, the semifinal was one for the ages between Real Madrid and Man City. But now we have Milan against Inter in the other semifinal, which two teams who haven't had the best domestic seasons. Napoli's mm-hmm. going to win Serie A. But, you know, they've, they've both of these teams have won Serie A in recent memory. And the history, when you think about these two clubs – the San Siro closing. They play in the same stadium. It's just everything is adding up for for two really good semifinals. And it's I like that it's two different semifinals. You know, it's not necessarily four heavyweights. Four heavyweights in terms of you three know, heavyweights. Three heavy. Who's who's the other heavyweight? Milan. Well, they've won, okay. When I say heavyweight, let, let me rephrase. Three. I'm th- champions. I'm just that? saying based on like today in, in oh in European yeah, 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 yeah you know they haven't yeah. had great seasons in syria mm-hmm. this is the first time they've been there in a while but it's still a, a an, an incredible matchup but i think if you're real madrid or city you have to be thinking you know if i can just get past this last hurdle this is the... i like my chances in a one-off game against whether it's milan or inter mm-hmm. i think this milan uh leg the semifinal, it's definitely gonna be which fine. milan leg Oh, the, just the city. Oh, the both. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be fun and nostalgic for many reasons because my childhood was AC Milan, Inter, even Juventus, you know, on top of world football. So it's, it's definitely going to be a fun one and just a, a very great conclusion to the San Siro. Yeah. yeah the San Siro will be rocking. And that is, I think, the biggest understatement I've said in this episode. And, uh, and stay with last one last yeah. thing. Milan, Inter had, were pretty. Bad in the Serie A, but Madrid also dropped their place in La Liga. Have they? They have because Atletico Madrid won this week, and Jeez. now they drop points. So well, well, they weren't going to defend that, but they do have a Copa del Rey this weekend. But I think Madrid's one of those teams where, like, if they're doing bad in the league, they can win the Champions League. Yeah, the, their goal is they're, to. Yeah. They're the only team I think they can do that. Their goal is to win the Champions. Like you 20, know, like in 2016, they were bad in the league. They bronzed on in January, and they went to win the and the Champions League. Three in a Next row. Next year again. And again. And then again. That. And then again. No, they didn't. And then it's a couple of years ago. No, then. La- you mean last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, and thanks. Um, so before we end this episode, I'm going to ask you for your predictions for both. Who do you think? I'm not going to ask you for leg one and leg two. We're going to make it much simpler. Just through the final? Just who advances out of these two ties. And keep in mind, for Madrid, the second leg is not at the Bernabeu. That's the first leg. So it's a bit different than last year. But, Gene, I'm going to go to you first. Who do you think, out of those two European heavyweights and then also in the, uh, in the Milan Derby, which uh, what what are our 2023 Champions League finalists? Well, I think in Italian perspective, I think Milan will go through. But based on the on the games so far Inter has played, they've scored a lot of goals. So I might give it to Inter just because on the way they're playing right now. But you can't count out Milan, too. They've had a pretty good season, too. So I... Th- just based on, you know, the matches, I think Inter is going to go through. Uh, the other side, I think, uh, obviously, City are very, very tough right now. But it's Madrid, and I think Madrid can find a way to get out of it, no matter, you know, what the press says. So uh, just because I'm a Madrid fan, I'm just going to say Madrid, just because they always find some way to, to win it. I think I am going to – I'll start with the Real Madrid against City tie. And I will go with. I'm going to go with Man City. I think this Ooh. is the year they get over the hump. They brought in Erling Holland for a reason. They brought in Erling Holland to win the Champions League. He's been everything they could have asked for and more. I think, you know, whether Pep decides to set up in that inverted setup with with the three center backs and Stones in midfield, or he yep. decides to play, you know, a Kanji or someone else at left back. I, th- I don't think it matters. I think I think they can. I think maybe the inverted setup w- would work better, but. I don't. I don't really see Pep, you know, pulling a Pep and really overthinking it. I think he's going to go to either one of the two setups that's really been good for them this season. And I think Man City gets through in a really close tie. But I, I, th- I feel like it's their time. They, they came from behind this season to beat Arsenal. They're in the FA Cup final. They brought in Erling Holland for this specific reason. And if th- if it doesn't happen this year, then you have to start to think. 
what's it going to take? And then on the other side, Milan against Inter. I'm going to go with Milan. I think, you know, Inter really played a strong two-leg tie against Benfica, but I was really impressed by the way Milan were able to to, to neutralize Napoli and, and their attack. I believe Osimhen was out for one of the games. But he was out of the first leg. Out of the first leg, but still, the Napoli, that... that that team has a lot of attacking talent, and for and for Milan and Fakayo Tomori and that that defense to to hold them at bay was I was impressed by that, and I think Milan will just have enough to to make it through to the final. So both of you have gone for the other teams. So so you said Mil, uh, Inter Madrid. Uh, well, my first I thought Milan would go through. No, but but, but, but at the end now, you said Inter Madrid. Inter Madrid, and now. you've said City Milan. So mm-hmm. both complete opposites. Um, you're gonna bridge the gap. I'm, I'm gonna try to. I think it's. I think for the city Madrid. I, I'm I, just going. I'm off. gonna give it to Madrid just because I think Pep is gonna just try to like you know do something out of the box and 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 it's just gonna bite him. I I do think Madrid will turn up because it's Madrid, and they always turn up. As for the Milan derby, I'm gonna give it to Milan. Okay. Um, because I I kind of want to see Madrid Milan in the final, um, but but that's just me. I mean, obviously, as we've learned in Champions League football, uh, anything can happen, especially you know within minute, you know, and anything can happen. I think we all thought our cities through last year, and then Rodrigo scores two goals in the span of what, like a minute or something. So ninety nine percent chance City were going. I, I, yeah, I saw that. Madrid yeah, were going. And Madrid got the one percent chance. Yeah, so you know, in this in this competition, anything, anything is possible. Anything can happen. But I think that is going to do it for this episode of FUVFC. A bit of a longer one, but I think this one this one was a good one. A huge shout out to Gino and Nick for joining me. Also, a shout out to Thomas Aiello, our producer in the background. He did show up a bit late, but I'll forgive him for that. Uh, I've been Michael Hernandez, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.